0: Running your own business can be lonely, finding reliable professionals difficult and generating new business challenging, but not when you have a business network. New Gen Networking provides its members with new and exciting business opportunities with the chance to build lasting relationships with vetted businesses who can act as your sales team and solve the issue of who to turn to in your hour of need. With a range of flexible and affordable solutions, NewGen apply tried and tested principles in a modern way to suit today's world. To find the right option for your business, visit newgen-networking.com or call 0333 600 680. NewGen Networking. New business, new contacts, and new generation of networking. You're listening to the New Gen podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Here is an interview with one of our members from the Da Vinci Hub.
1: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the New Gen Networking Podcast. Uh, in fact, it's not just another one; it's the first live networking podcast that we've done of this nature we've done obviously the weekly interviews where we uh discuss over sort of a period of 10-15 minutes with local members but this is a full feature-length one. Uh, my name is Matt Pollard, and my business is Funky Fibes Marketing. Joining me is my fellow co-host, Dave Forrest from Myriad Mortgages. How are we doing, Dave?
2: I'm great, Mark. It's great to be back in the studio.
1: It is indeed, it's isn't seen. it?
2: We've got our little studio down here in Ellesmere Port, haven't we?
1: Feels very glamorous.
2: It's glamorous, yes. Glamorous Ellesmere Port.
1: And we're joined by another guest, a third member. We are. Um, do you want to introduce? Yes.
2: Today, uh, folks, we have Emma Hutt from The Word Hutt. Hello Emma.
3: Hello, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Well, we
2: we don't buy. Don't be nervous.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is your second podcast. It should be. It should, you should be yeah. an old hat to sit by now. I haven't
2: done one before.
1: You did. You did the first ever one where we were all directors, of oh, Zoom. yeah, we've yeah,
2: yeah, okay. that. We one. did. Yeah.
1: So no, it, it is. It's great to be back. It's great to be
2: face to face, and we can ask you loads of questions about your business and uh, tell everyone what you do.
1: Absolutely. Um, just to briefly explain, what well, New Gen Network it's uh, a networking group. So there's a group of businesses we meet every week. It, uh, we pass business, we work as a team collectively to try and generate work for one another, uh, we meet at Vauxhall Sports Club every Friday between I think it's 10 12.30, 10 and 12 yeah so if you want to book a place on there, if you fancy coming along you can visit newgen-networking.com uh, you can find um, the Da Vinci Hub, you can see who's already a member um, so if you clash with those people you won't be able to come but if you don't come along um, to book, you can book a ticket online. All the available dates are there to be had. If you go onto social media, you can also see what we call the bye-bye box, uh, which is a list of all the businesses where we pass work to who aren't members because um, we want to identify where work's going. that will be particularly of benefit to people to come and join. Um, what else is the day? Well,
2: we're, we're very soon launching a Darwin Hub, which is an early morning Friday.
1: Yes, it's a pre nine am one. Um, for all those I'm, early birds, I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. How I'll focus with that one, yeah. but um, <laughs> we'll try. We, we might have to take your word for that yeah, one, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> it works for some people. Some people like to get things out some of those way.
2: trades, like want to get get done and then get off to work. So it's an ideal time for those. So yeah, well, that's the next little project we've got going.
1: Are you an early bird, Emma?
3: Not at all. I'm totally and nice I read until the early hours, and then I can't get up in the mornings. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: yeah, I, I so can we'll sympathise with that.
2: <laughs> we'll have our Darwin hub up and running soon, so we'll give you some more info on that as, as and when that starts.
1: And the point of this show is to, uh, each week when we take a member, we just want to discuss their areas of their expertise, do we want to pick their brains, so they can tell us all about what they do, how they can help people, and that's what we're hoping doing with Emma.
2: Yeah, well I think it's just a great, this is a great way just for you Emma, to tell us about your business and you know what you do how you do it and and what sort of businesses you can connect with so if you give us a little bit of a sort of rundown of what you what it is you do
3: um well first and foremost i am a va so i do virtual administration for companies um it can be any form of admin i'll do invoicing um logging invoices um anything really sending out terms and conditions basically anything that somebody can do in an office I could do uh, virtually.
2: All the jobs that we put yeah. off for tomorrow. I are just gonna say all the job as, as doing your work you, you yeah. don't do.
3: I tend to find that by the time I'm asked to help that People are generally drowning in their administration because they just haven't got time for it.
1: It's one of those things where you put it off today and then it becomes a bigger job tomorrow and then you put it off tomorrow because it's too big a job to do tomorrow. But then it becomes an even bigger job today and it (laughs) snowballs, doesn't it? We've all been there.
3: So whereas um, if I jump in and maybe half an hour, an hour a day, a couple of hours a week, um, just helps people keep on top of their paperwork, um, their inbox. Uh, anything that they've missed things that in their diary that need to be you know, jiggled about any calls that need to be made um, you know I can do anything for, for anybody basically mm. and,
2: and do you find obviously I think you've got you've got some people doing that already with you that they're then free to grow the business is that how it all sort of works
3: well well that's the idea to take the pressure off them so that they know that by the time they come to do their books at the end of the year that everything's in order um, and that they don't have to uh, go into their personal time in the evening to catch up with their administration uh, to use somebody like me uh, just gives them those hours back to to focus on their business and have some family life family life as well good work-life balance yeah. and i suppose
2: with what we've been through after the sort of 18 months you're ideally set up to do it remotely now, aren't you? A bit more, maybe people are open to that a little bit more.
3: Yeah, I I think so. Um, Though I don't mind going on site if I need to. I actually prefer to work virtually because the tools that we've got to be able to communicate, whether it's Zoom or by phone or WhatsApp, we can do anything, we can talk about anything Um, I get little blips through the day from a company that I work for Um, sometimes I won't get much notice for what they want to do but I tend to then reschedule my day a little bit and fit them in Um, and it it just works, it's great and it allows me to have um, a family life uh, to fit in things like the school run and walking the dog and it just means um, life is just so much easier
2: and and sort of knowing you and know the way you work and i think it's not just about you just doing the work you 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 have an interest in in the things that you get involved in don't you and the sort of companies that you work with
3: absolutely um i tend to connect really well with most of the people that i work with um and so you know we have a good working relationship Um, and they find me easy to come to to ask if there's something else that they need doing um, I also um, have a, a group of people that I uh, proofread and edit for and help them self publish their, their books. I'm actually a trained proofreader. Um, so that part of the job is one of my favourites, to be totally frank, because I just read constantly.
2: So you're, you're a bookworm? I
3: Always have been. Yeah. Since I've been about and that's four years old. It's your sort of passion, old.
2: really, isn't it? Is, is sort of reading and books um i mean it, it's you sort of don't see that bit of you know you see a book on the shelf or a book gets published or you know and, and everyone's talking about it on the telly but you don't see all that work behind that's gone into uh, Someone wrote it but the person who actually looks through it makes sure one well, expect you'd have to spell check my books if i wrote a book <laughs> um well you know that that's a big part of it isn't it and make sure the grammar's right
3: absolutely um you, I, you do pick up on a lot of um, grammatical errors when you download ebooks and people have self-published. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive to get that help. Either I offer a, a variety of packages that are affordable um, and people can pay in instalments if they, if they want their book, proofreading, editing, um, self-published. Um, I can actually do the whole thing for them and also connect them to somebody that can do the artwork for their book as well. Um, Artwork's crucial, has to be right. Um, The old adage, I've said it earlier on today, you don't judge a book by its cover, is just not true. Well, you do, don't you? (laughs) Absolutely. And there's
1: lots of books out there as well. You you can get lost in the mass.
3: Yeah, so you need something that connects automatically. It's eye-catching, it's colourful, it's vibrant, and it actually suits what the book is so that you look at the front of the book um i work quite a bit for a a science fiction author i'm just looking at the front of his books you can see the fact that they're um science fiction books so um they need to be eye-catching it is true i very often even though i read a lot i will look at the cover and automatically think i can't be bothered reading that so it's well be,
1: be, if, if you don't put a lot of effort into the cover people assume you haven't put the same amount of effort into the content which isn't necessarily true but it's that first impression isn't it
3: absolutely um, a lot of self-publishers get things wrong badly um, a lot get it right um, there's people as I said that offer the same service as me and the service that I offer um, that can help them get it right um, we can be involved as little or as much as they want. Um, I tend to do the whole process and take my, um, anybody that I proofread and edit for, I take it right through to the point where it's on Amazon. I upload it, I upload the covers, um, turn it into an ebook, uh, turn it into a paperback, um, and I will be offering services to um, add to other worldwide platforms as well such as lulu and barnes and noble uh, they're all very different um, the software for uploading the books is very different mm. uh, but I, I don't mind i like a challenge it's yeah. just nice to learn something new which i tend to do every day to be fair and i suppose i
2: suppose when you think of like books you know, you think oh yeah you know a book where you to tell a story but i suppose you can do anything you can be factual books Well, i, I was book. just about to yeah. say uh,
1: there's probably everybody at some point I've thought i'd it. like to write a book about that if that's not necessarily your strength, whether it be you might not be particularly that way inclined, it might the English language written might not come easily. People like dyslexia might be very difficult for people to to do that kind of a task. So, how, how would you go about solving those problems?
3: So, I get books in all kinds of formats. Um, I've had books that have arrived piecemeal. Um, the chapters out of order it's been about putting it into order some of it's been handwritten so it's need to be typed some of it's been on uh voice um recording software so that has to be typed up as well um and then it's just about getting everything right everything formatted right um and then as i say uploaded but you're right there are people where english isn't their biggest skill or struggle. time as well I mean
1: I, the idea of doing a book but recording myself talking it through go for that, yeah would sound a lot more appealing than sitting spending countless hours yeah. I don't have yeah. typing up Writing or yeah. a million or paragraphs
3: is, yeah. well, we, I've done that with a couple of books now and um, getting it typed up I, t- I have somebody that transcribes for me but I don't just leave it as the fact they've done the transcription and it's right. When it comes back to me, I 100% proofread and edit. Um, For some clients, I even make the changes and do a bit of ghostwriting. Um, And for other clients, they want it back to see the errors that they've made so that they can learn from those errors. Mm. Um, There are are many things that you find. um, There, there, and there tend to be the top ones along with where, where, and where. Um, But one of the things that I find is quite common is should of. So where it should be, should have, should of. So I search all my documents for the common errors.
2: Yeah. So are you are you finding more and more people are speaking? You know, sort of the way they speak or the way they use
1: the phone. Well, that's a you see, yeah, that's a big weird, de- that's a big debate. Is yeah. that because the English language has, if you go back a 100, 150 years, the English language will be different to what it is yeah. now. So is abbreviations, text, text talk, for yeah. example, is that? English grammar and literacy in a negative way, When yeah. or is it just simply the English language yeah. gradually evolving? Because the new generation, my nieces and nephews, yeah. they're going to probably think that that's the norm. Well, I Whereas, think I
2: saw something the other day where. They were saying, you know, you could do have a whole conversation in emojis. Yeah, and how do you and some people will be able to decipher it.
1: Whereas we used to have to go and stand in the corner <laughs> yeah. if we, yeah. we, 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 we used the wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> if we used the wrong there there yeah. or there. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I tell you, the, the day that I see a book written in emojis, so I think it's the day yeah. that I retire.
1: Yeah, I think you've just got a business idea. Oh, <laughs> there that'd
3: there be go. interesting to see.
2: But I suppose as well as books, it could be leaflets as well, couldn't it? Because you know, you know, businesses produce. Maybe, maybe, you know, leaflets that they'll put, put up online to be sold or... Witness like, statements, yeah. like legal yeah. documents, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
3: Social media. Um, if you're posting about your business, um, you're meant to be the authority on your business. And your or your <laughs> <must be. laughs> You are meant to be <laughs> the authority on your business. So if you're posting with spelling and grammatical mistakes, people are going to wonder yeah. what other mistakes you make as well. well I don't
2: know whether anyone noticed, but um we're you know we're in this point where Matt Hancock put his statement out last week, I think on the first line there was a mistake.
1: Do you oh. know though? That predictive text stuff though, I mean that drives me insane. Yeah.
2: And then when you send it, you go, Oh my god, I look
3: so number stupid." number
1: of times I read back or, or someone tells it. me about something and I yeah. look at it and I go, For crying out loud. I know I didn't write that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Um and also people use the um software where you can Speaking to your computer, yeah. and that is one of the most dreadful things that I've ever come across. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I used to uh, when I was a lawyer. I used to use the dragon stuff, but it couldn't it couldn't do the Yorkshire accent. So I used to <laughs> give up. <laughs> I used to have to spend more time training it. To know what words it was, we're only
2: just getting used to it, so God knows how we can. And you'd, you'd it.
1: spend as long editing and copying, uh, proofreading the bloody email you would dictated yeah. than you would have done if you just typed yeah. it out yourself. Yeah.
3: yeah, sometimes it's just easier to do things manually. Um, as a proofreader, there are so- bits of software that help us with our job as well that we can run through to do the initial check. Um, there's things like, well, probably the Microsoft Word um, spell checker is good for the basics um you know i I tend to just run through the the document with it before i even pick it up and do anything else um there's also um a program called grammarly which is something that a lot of people say oh well i just use grammarly well (laughs) grammarly tends to flip between english and american so it does make changes that you don't really want it also picks things up that aren't right, so verb tenses, etc. It might tra- try to tell you to put in where, where realistically you should use was, and it doesn't pick up full stops, missing at the end of paragraphs. So there's nothing that beats the human eye um, to, to read, and um, I do two proofreads um, and edits because I do the, the full works. Um, I do one on screen so I'm sat in front of my computer and, and I'll do that and then I print it all out and I take it away and sit away from my screen and I read it as if I was reading a book um, because I do find still I've missed things So the paper proofread is so important. You must have so much
2: patience. <laughs> That's- I couldn't do that.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Um, um, uh, uh, Just a quick apology if you can hear clattering and bashing and what have you. That they they are cleaning up post meeting. You can hear the the place getting knocked around.
2: Um, uh, And then obviously you you see that book go online and you see the sales. How does that feel when you start? Well,
1: does it? uh, Do they always go online?
3: Yeah, the majority of them. Now they do. Is that the way they go? I've had one that's we have typed it up. um, It's been proofread. Um, and the, the guy who's done it wants to um, add more information into it. Um, so I contacted him recently because we're like three quarters of the way through the project and he said he's just been so busy he's had to put it on the back burner for now. But I'm still there for, you know, when, he, when he's ready to go ahead. But I, as I say, I get handed things in plastic bags. And <laughs>
1: What's the difference then between being, uh, like, published... Uh, like having a publisher or not having a publisher being self-published does that ju- well I suppose the the obvious question is what's the difference
3: um, so self-published um, you promote the book yourself um, you publish it yourself through e um, e-publishing platform like Kindle so to, um, you create it yourself yeah so you right. create the book you have to source the cover you have to format it um, a lot of people check it themselves because they're not overly bothered and they're just happy with the basic check and then they'll put it out there. Um, if they start making really good sales, potentially they could get picked up by a publisher. Um, it's, it is difficult to get picked up by a publisher and the majority of people need an agent. There are some publishers, if you go online, it'll say, you know, we're accepting authors now. Um, but it, th- there are three types. as e-publishing, self-publishing, which you do yourself. There's traditional publishing where you get picked up by a publishing house um, and they very often give you um, an advance on the payment for your book if they think that it's going to do well
1: oh that'd be so dangerous well yeah. because you'd never get around to doing the job would you no. you'd always be able to do it tomorrow do it <laughs> yeah. tomorrow and then like two days before deadline you're like poo i've it had it the well. first install." it's like me when i'm on to do a presentation <laughs> <laughs> up to two o'clock yeah, the all the best intentions yeah. two weeks in yeah. advance
3: can you imagine then if they forward you to £20,000 and you've got writer's block and they've got a deadline yeah. um, I can imagine it gets quite legal, I've not seen it happen but I can imagine there is the possibility for yeah. that to happen. Well
1: J.K. Rowling had that didn't she for the fifth book she, she, she had a, a horrible writer's block, yeah and, yeah, yeah, and as you can imagine there was a a large fan base who were clawing desperate for it yeah, yeah. for that fifth yeah. book well I think the and I'm sure she'd have had an advance of, and it wouldn't have been 20 grand no I don't think so <laughs>
3: and for all the Game of Thrones readers yeah. out there George R.R. R. Martin yeah well he's
1: hit he hit one didn't he that's yeah. why they had yeah. to make up the last yeah. series wow.
3: and He's nowhere near finishing the next book in yeah. in the series, and all his fans are online saying, "Come on, yeah. where is it?" Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> it t- so, if you take it, I mean, obviously, like I'm thinking of back, back now of a book that just sort of like exploded, and then obviously created a whole thing it was like the Dan Brown series with the Da Vinci Code. So, will that will that publisher have sort of like picked that up and gone right? We'll do all the marketing. Is that what they do then? And then they push it. And uh,
3: they do, um, and that advance. When that book goes on sale, um, say it's been twenty thousand. Until that book's made twenty thousand, right. you don't get any money. No. So um, the bay take care of all the things like the marketing and yeah. book signings and things yeah. like that. So. That was
2: that like that book came from nowhere, didn't it? And it just sort of like you know there was a lot of sort of like you know conspiracy theory stuff around it. So it was in the news. I suppose mm-hmm. that did it really good. And then the next couple of books, and then the films,
3: and
1: all
2: that. So, again, yeah. it's another one that just went from nothing to
3: well, it. It's the same with Fifty Shades. True, yeah. The Fifty Shades.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, now I haven't read. No.
3: Neither, yeah. I I have, read neither read,
2: have I, I to I've, be fair. I've read Fifty
3: Sheds of Grey. <laughs> 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 well, Fifty Shades are all self published. Right. And, um oh, right, okay. I think I read a. You know, Amazon do the look, in, look inside on the ebooks, you can actually take a look. Yeah. And then. Um, I think I read about half a page and thought, well, do you know what, this just isn't for me. <laughs> so I prefer... Um, do you make, I presume you make yeah. a,
1: a bigger cut then if you self-publish, if you're not sharing the wealth?
3: Yes. So it doesn't cost anything apart from, you, you know, your own time and potentially the cover. And but I'm,
1: having to source all the other stuff yourself.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so anything then that you make apart from the cut that Amazon take yeah. or the publishing house take, um, you know, it, it, it's your money. So I
2: suppose this is where the Amazons of the world change things, haven't they? When, you know, again, it's a bit like selling stuff. You can set a business up. You can, you can literally write a book and do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. There's, um, there's a service which I'll be offering from later in the year, and it, it's basically called hybrid publishing. So it's a mixture of, um, the vanity publishers that ask you to pay the whole amount and like it's ex- a really expensive package. Um, and then they take your book, they sit on it for the proofreading and editing for around a year, and then they, they publish it. And they also put a demand in, um, in your contract, that they get the next book that you write and it's legally binding. So you're kind of stuck with them. So if your first one doesn't work with them, um, you know you potentially you've got a second one that might not work with right. them that you might have just been better off not paying a, a massive amount of, of money um and, and doing it yourself but um with the hybrid publishing i'll be offering an element of the the paid for so you you pay for up for um cover any yeah. marketing um the proofreading and editing on the formatting etc well, but you keep your royalties apart from a very small percent which will go into a pot to cover things like marketing. Right. So, um my service, I quoted somebody um not so long ago. They've been looking at a vanity publisher online um and I think the quote was about 7000 pounds for the package and um when I quoted him, I think it was about £1,500. Wow. So there's a massive difference. You just have to go out there and find the, the yeah. right and person Have you, have to you it. seen a
2: sort of uptick in people writing books as they've been sat at home or stuck in? Have you had more work this year? or? What um,
3: kind of? I've been busy through lockdown. Um, yeah, the uptick in people writing books. Lots of people wrote books through um, lockdown. Potentially have just saved it on a file on their computer because they don't know what to do with it next. Um, my Husband wrote a book during lockdown. Um, it's a
1: is he going self publishing? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: I'll be his publisher. It'll be the first crime one that I've done. Right. It's quite, um, it's quite dark. It's
1: about murdering his wife, yeah,
3: It's a revenge thriller, so uh, it's, it's like I said, it's quite dark.
2: And, so, and uh, have you got a book? Because you're checking all these books. Have you got a book to write?
3: Um, I think we've all got a book in us. Yeah. I've started mine about three times. Just don't have the time to finish it. Um, what I have done is created a series of food journals. So uh, it's a low content uh, publication um, for people who, you know, like to watch what they eat, um, like to make notes note of the exercise that they do, create shopping lists, etc. Um, and that planner, I did that about two years ago, which just been sat on, on Amazon, and the royalties just come through as and when. Um, but I'm actually in the process of planning another planner. <laughs> so um, I quite like doing Very it. Very meta. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite, um, doing the artwork for it myself and doing the layout for it myself, the first time was a real challenge, but now I've got my head around it. Um, I think I could you know, do quite a few... Know, diary stroke yeah. so again
2: are there if businesses want to sort of like come up with some sort of plan for what they do around what clients can do to start you know whatever business they do yeah you know if they want to inform clients how to start off and that's a good that's a good way is yeah. to publish something maybe on amazon yeah and, and you know maybe again it's it whether it's be a leaflet or a downloadable something so you could help with that couldn't you
3: yeah absolutely i mean low content or small um like leaflets, etc., content on Amazon, you make a lot of money. Really, um, potentially, you know, as, as much as some people make with a book. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, some so I suppose kit. it's
2: all about the the reach you can get on mm. Amazon, isn't it? And, and I'm pushing that out.
3: Um, Amazon also does do something called Kindle Unlimited. Um, I pay for my Kindle membership every month. I think it's about eight pounds, and I read so many free books. I mean, you've got to really look to find good quality books that you would actually read. Um, however, for the author, the Fantastic's, fantastic it looks like you're giving a free book away. But what happens is that £8 a month that people pay to have that membership, from that, a percentage goes into a pot and it's called a royalties pot. So if you've, ri- if you've written a book it's 100 pages long, put it on Kindle Unlimited so people can read it for free. Somebody goes on, downloads it, reads that 100 pages, you get paid a percentage of that pot for every page that people have read. So if you've got a lot of people doing that, you can get quite a decent wow, percentage. Wow, there's a whole of new trun- world out there. From that it is, yeah.
1: But it's like the audible ones. I, I tend to do with audio when I'm not on holiday. When I'm on holiday, I love reading, but don't have time or the energy for reading generally so I tend to do audio books while I'm walking the dog or exercising yeah. or whatever and they do sort of the monthly monthly sum. Yeah. yeah.
3: So so it, it's a bit more expensive but, you know, if you like it. It's the same principle though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean I remember, you know, years ago driving everywhere with michael's button, listening to his his audio books in the car yeah but they were things like uh, dc marvel yeah. so <laughs> i've listened to a lot of batman stories
2: yeah. <laughs> well, just a good way of you know as as you say mark if you're too busy to read a book you at least you can get the you know, the content or yeah like you say we've all been in traffic and stuff yeah. i've like I used to, listen to quite a lot of the motivational type books and those types of things they're always on audio aren't they
3: yeah, I struggle with that, see, because as much as I should be reading business books, yeah. I am the kind of person that likes to read to to not so much switch some people, off. Some people, some people
1: like that stuff, but I am yeah, the same as you. It's you do enough days in the week yeah. without then yeah. doing more. But there's there's a huge market for that kind there's of only stuff. So many isn't there. times you can
2: there be told is. you're a tiger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do it every morning yeah, in the mirror. In the mirror.
3: <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I've got to say that um, I tend to focus on science fiction and um, science fantasy. Um, They are what I love to read. I've got hundreds of books um, and I tend to read in paperback or hardback, though over the last few years, because I'm running out of space, I have tended to download on Kindle a little bit more, but um, yeah, sci-fi, fantasy, anything like that, just love it.
1: If people want to get in touch with you, if they, if they need help with their books, whatever stage it might be, or as we you mentioned at the outset, the admin support, how can they get in touch with you?
3: Um, at the moment, you can get in touch with me on my email address, which is emma at the word uk, and hut is spelled with two T's. Um, as in Jabba the Hutt. Um <laughs> And also, my mobile number is oh seven nine eight nine one eight five oh five nine. 185059.
1: Um, my website's being worked on at the moment. the All of the contact details will be in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that, you didn't have a pen to hand, then you can catch them all there. Emma, thank well you very done. much for that. Thank
2: you, Emma. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs>
1: Um, If you want to meet Emery in person, come down to one of our meetings. They're every Friday morning, as we said, 10 a.m. to 12.30. You can go online to newgen-networking.com and you can book a place online dead easy to do dead easy.
2: come along and see us
1: yeah come meet us in person yeah. and if you join us as a member you might also have an show. opportunity to get on the show It's this Dave.
2: amazing studio
3: I know it's fantastic isn't it
1: except for the banging
3: <laughs> well
2: yeah the
1: apologies for the banging yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright guys well thank you very much for listening uh, Dave pleasure as always great to be back mate Emma it was lovely to have a chat about all the things that you do yeah and we'll catch you again next time, guys. Bye now.
0: If you would like to visit one of our online or face-to-face hubs, visit newgen-networking.com and book a place. Get social at Network New Gen on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn.